You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is not the Always Moto podcast. This is the post-race interviews we did at the World Supercross event in Melbourne last night. Uh, After the event, in the pits, it was a bit of a wild time, um, trying to catch up with all the guys um, from the team and all the girls from the teams uh, as to what was going on for their nights, how it all played out, what they thought of the series um, for this pilot series that they put together for World Supercross this year and what they had plans for coming up for 2023, whether it was AMA or World Supercross. So it was a good time. Um, we've got some good interviews here. We're also there when Justin and Vince were having a bit of a bit of an interesting time together about the, how that last race went down. Uh, so we've got some in, an interview with Justin just before all that sort of stuff happened, which is uh, he's obviously not happy with how things were, were going there, but uh, that's racing sometimes, unfortunately, and you'll hear from Justin himself about that. We did also try and get an interview, or we did get an interview with Cole Seely, but I haven't included that here. Uh, unfortunately, for some reason, the audio has sounded like I'm a robot, and Cole's a robot, and as much as I've tried to clean that up, it just it's not good enough quality, and I didn't want to put it out there. Um, so, unfortunately, we've missed out on Cole's interview, but he did talk about the fact that he is looking to come back and do World Supercross, and that he has had some pretty cool offers for... Um, 250 West Coast as well from some big big name teams. He didn't l- mention any of the teams specifically, but he did mention that he had offers. But he wasn't overly um, concerned with either of those. He said he would rather ride for MCR, which was um, something he said he was still you know potentially looking at doing. He just hadn't decided at this stage. So sucks that we couldn't get that interview to you guys. Like I said, the audio quality just was absolute shit, um, and I'm not sure what happened there, but we'll work on that. Also, you might hear me in my voice. My voice doesn't sound so fantastic this morning. It's a bit <laughs> raspy, and, and that's partly from last night as well, and you'll hear that through the interviews. We're, we're yelling quite a bit um, to get over the top of the sounds of uh, all the teams trying to clean up and pack up. 
they were obviously trying to put all the bikes back in crates and there was plenty of uh, pressure washer and air compressors and the occasional um, bike hitting a valve, <laughs> hitting and, and valve bouncing at some point. So I've filtered all that out as best I can, but unfortunately the voice doesn't sound fantastic. So you'll have to uh, excuse me for that aspect of it. But there's some cool interviews here. Have a listen um, and we'll try and get some more of that sort of content for you um, in future when we're at some of these more events uh, moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, we're here with Henry Miller, um, Rick Ware Racing after uh, Melbourne Supercross. How was the night tonight? Uh, you know, it went a lot better than my first round at Cardiff. Uh, you know, happy with the progress that I've made in the last week, but not happy with the way that I started in the back every race and uh, worked my way forward. So, you know, a lot of progress, enjoyed it all and uh, learned a lot, so looking forward to going home and working towards uh, the U.S. Supercross. The starts seem really important in these World Supercross rounds with these short formats. It was uh, a bit mayhem out there if you didn't get the start, at the, uh, get up to the front at the beginning. Oh uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a bike issue in the first two and I was stuck in start map, so uh, for the whole two races. Um, so it made it difficult, the first two starts and then the uh, third one, just a lot more power than I was used to without having that start map. So. All three starts were shot right off the bat, uh, and I just knew I had to put my head down and go to work. That's rough. If that's so st stuck in the start map for the rest of the race? Uh, yeah, so like when I fall to a certain RPM, it would kind of like, the second injector would shut off, so it was kind of like doggy, and then it would pick up when that injector kicked so in. So dangerous. Uh, yes and no. Once I figured it out, it wasn't bad. Okay, yeah, but still not probably the best way to go racing. Definitely not ideal, but we made it happen, and we made it work. So was this overall World Supercross experience worthwhile? Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, when you get an opportunity like this, you got to take it and uh, enjoy every minute of the ride and just take it as it comes and, uh, you know, just, just do what you can with it and try to get through them. You know, those three races, they're, they're tricky and they're, uh, it's a battle out there with the guys. It's over super quick too. Uh, yeah, very quick. Like U.S., our races are a lot longer. Um, these are sprints. This reminds me of arena cross. Yeah, it's probably more in that format-wise. The tracks are obviously a bit bigger, but they're still not that long compared to the AMA tracks. Oh, they're real easy compared to our tracks back home. Not very technical. Small whoops. Um, just, just you know, a lot of 90s. Uh, we're using a lot of 180s and big rhythms. Yeah, true. That, the berms are a lot smaller here. Yeah, yeah. The berms, um, the jumps, it's, just, it's all spaced out quite, uh, quite a bit. So uh, looking forward to next year, um, are we trying to get back here and doing more World Supercross or are we just looking at uh, AMA rounds for now? Uh, you know, that'd be the goal. I would love to do it. I'd love to have the opportunity to come back and race for uh, Rick, Rick Ware Racing would be awesome. I would really appreciate to be able to have the opportunity to do it. Um, but we got to work out details and kind of see how things fall. And, uh, you know, I would, I would love to do it. It's an awesome experience and just uh, really cool to travel the world and ride a dirt bike. How many people do that? Yeah, that's a pretty cool aspect of it, and I gather you probably enjoyed the uh, touristy things you did in the few days before the race. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's cool to come to different countries and kind of see, uh, like we went to the sanctuary and see the koalas and the kangaroos. We don't have those back home. <laughs> I was knew you guys were going to get lots of koala and kangaroo photos, honestly. Oh, yeah, 100%. We were the only team that went out and did that, so it was really cool to be able to do that. Yeah, nice. All right, so, and what do you have? you have anything lined up for the AMA stuff at this stage? Uh, yeah, as of right now. So I'm going to run East Coast under Ty Loop Honda and uh, kind of do my own thing um, with a little bit of their help for West Coast, do some uh, rounds here and there, and uh, see how it goes.
Okay, well, it's good you've got something in the works. So, But yeah, obviously it's a bit early to, to confirm anything with World Supercross at this stage. Yeah, yeah, we got quite a while until that fires back up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, we're here with Derek Kelly, uh, riding for the Pipes Motorsport Group at World Supercross. Uh, here for the Melbourne round. A uh, bit of a travel to get here and then a bit of a bumpy night, let's say. No, yeah, it wasn't... Uh, wasn't my greatest night. I'd like to have a couple uh, instances back, but I'm I'm coming out of here healthy, so you got to look on the bright side. Yeah, and obviously if you're doing a short series, and you probably got more important things, or at least for next year, at least with a longer, more established series, you want to get to that, but getting healthy. Yeah, definitely. I kind of I wanted to do this just to kind of see the experience. I've never traveled out of the country to race, and it just keeps me sharp. I like the racing, and and the more I race, the sharper I stay. So I was just. I'm just happy to make it out healthy. Like that, that would be the biggest thing. Get out, come out here, and then get hurt. Then I'm behind the eight ball coming into A1. So that makes it difficult if that was the case. But so talk about your races tonight. There was a few bad starts, and then bumping around with a few guys. Like it seemed like it was really crazy out there, especially in that SX2 class. Definitely, yeah. Everybody is so close with speed, and uh, the races are so short. So. You kind of have to, it puts you in a position, and, and the way they build the track, it puts you in a position to where you you kind of have to make things happen, in a sense, and and it gets a little hairy at times. Like, I, like you, you just can't keep it in your control. Like I was talking to you earlier, the, the track just, you have to cut the insides, you can't flow the outsides, and it, and it just makes you ride tight, and not only are you bumping into other riders, you're making mistakes on your own because you can't ride your own race. Yeah, we were saying before about the berms being very small and that sort of influenced how people were cornering and then obviously running into each other. So is that the main thing you think would be an improvement to the tracks? Yeah, I think they just, they made the berms so small to where if you're within three bike lengths of somebody, you can catch up to them and, and cut their front wheel off. So I think if they make the berms wider and the jumps a little bit closer to the corner, it'll uh, promote a little bit more uh, technical racing, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And that was one interesting point you made when we were talking before about the, the jumps finishing a long way from the corner, and especially the whoops. You're saying that you can actually break after the whoop section before the corner, whereas in America you sort of you're in the corner off the last whoop, and that's it. You sort of there's no chance to break. Yeah. So the whoops this weekend they had a, a landing pad. You could land a plane after the <laughs> after the whoops before the corner. So. It just it just makes you you're able to go through the woods fast and still make the inside so that it makes the outside useless to take. You're never you're never gonna come out there you, no matter how fast you hit the woods. So it, it's just they need to learn. They're they're gonna learn obviously. They I think they wanted to have close racing but they went so far in the wrong direction. It it, it just ended up hurting a lot of people and costing a lot of people um, their race and and just stop the things that is out of their control. Yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do with the tracks, but they were sort of a simple layout, and, and obviously the, the berms were small, and like you said, the, the obstacles weren't close together, I guess, towards the corners, so you wonder if that was a strategic move from the beginning to sort of keep things close, or at least be simple and not hurt people, but I think the not hurt people sort of didn't work either because they got hurt in other ways, yeah. and obviously like we're talking with the MDK guys at different times, they've had a lot of injuries over these two rounds. Like, it didn't really work in that sense either. For sure, yeah. It, it's a similar thing, like, you, you wanna, you'd think that having a simpler track would um, would be safer, but it just means that everybody goes so fast and pushes the limits because the, the margins are so much closer, and, like, from 20th to, to 1st is under two and a half seconds. Like, 
you, you just have to push the envelope in places where a technical track will, will make the racing spread out a little bit more so you don't have to ride over your head. And it, it, it's similar, like I raced amateur supercross back uh, when I was getting my license, and the tracks were super tame, but it promoted, you had to w twist it, like where normally if the section was big, you would kind of be technical and you would kind of like feel it out where it was super beat down and then you'd just be wide open and a little kicker, a little rock, you can still hit the deck no matter how simple the track is. And, and at those higher speeds, it's going to be a lot uglier than, than a technical track where... The speed, know, the speed yeah. makes it worse. Exactly. That's, that's where the, the injuries come from. If you hit the ground going two miles an hour, it's going to hurt a lot less than hitting the ground at 40. So. Yeah, I think everyone can understand that point, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like it, just because the track's simple doesn't mean it's safe. It, it just means everybody's going to be twisting the gas a whole lot harder. Yeah, definitely. So, overall, are you happy you did the World Supercross Series? For sure. I, I've, like I said, I've never had a chance to, to race out of the U.S. and and it's awesome. Like I think, I think it's a really good thing that these guys are, are bringing competition to the AMA and the FIM or uh, to Feld and all those guys because they've gotten too comfortable for too long. And, and if these guys start taking their riders, you know, it it just breeds. It's like competition breeds greatness. So, I think more options for more riders to make more money. Like. I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. More rides, basically. And more jobs all around the industry. Like, there's heaps of people here, mechanics, team managers. Exactly. All that sort of stuff's making more more industry growth. Yeah, and, it, and there's going to be more chances for kids growing up. Like, you see the KTM challenge. Like, realistically, in the last few years, there's not, a, not really a future for more than five to ten people. So, if there's another series that's paying well and, and there's 40 guys making a paycheck, that's just going to up the level for both series. Definitely, yeah. So, what about you? What's next for, for yourself? What if you got a ride ready for AMA? Are you coming? Are you coming back to World Supercross next year? What's your plans? Uh, I'm I'm definitely working out the details. I think the plan is to stick with the AMA and and kind of the the thing I got going on now. I want to obviously it's my dream to race in in America and, and have a factory ride. So I'm gonna grind it out in the 250 class, and we'll see where that brings us. And then I think this is gonna be a successful series. So. Um, maybe during, like, sometime in the future I'll come to this, but right now I'm going to stay with the AMA. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, look, you never know, but, yeah, you've got a plan of what you want to go for. Yeah, you never, it's never in stone, so, and especially nowadays, I, there was four different rides that I was talking to in teams, and then three weeks before the thing, I was like, oh, I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to do it this year, I'll just put it off, and then I got a call, and I'm like, uh, I might as well, so. <laughs> you just don't know, and especially with this fill-in, requirements that they're going to have with getting fined for um, not having riders. It's going to open up doors for some random times to have a one ride maybe even. So. Exactly. I think especially if they don't figure out the, how to make it a little bit safer in, in terms of slowing down the racing, I think there's going to be a lot of dudes getting hurt in 11 rounds. So I think they're going to be calling a lot of people that normally wouldn't be getting the call. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong, and it could be uh, some really interesting people lining up at the gate for World Supercross. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks for the time. Um, great to see you in Australia, and uh, hopefully we see you again maybe next year. Thank you. Uh, we're here with uh, Grant Harlan from Club MX Yamaha, and for the World Supercross here in Melbourne, it's been a interesting night for you. How's, how would you say things went for you? Uh, definitely better than Cardiff did. Um, Rode pretty well through the mains. Um, I think it went 12, 8, or 15, 8, 12. So not bad, not great, but uh, happy to get, be getting out of here healthy. Yeah, that's been a common theme from the couple of people I've done so far, but that's a reasonable night for you, like I said, compared to Cardiff. So something to work on and um, 
something that you can actually write, you know, say that it was a good result to try and get something for next time. Yeah, like I think 15 guys finished the, the third main, so, you know, with how chaotic the, ra chaotic the racing is, you know, things things get pretty hectic. So, like I said, walking away from this healthy is a, is a good thing, and it was a pretty big learning experience for me being uh, the first, like, not the first race, but, you know, first series in the 450 Supercross class. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. It was, like, you say it's chaotic, but, like, there was people going down in sort of odd spots and, and just not, not finishing. There was a couple more flat tyres tonight, which was odd that it was... You don't really see that in the AMA rounds, flat tyres, and then we've had a whole stack in this round and, and the Cardiff round. Like, it was just an odd sort of scenario for not finishing. Yeah, like, on track walk Friday, that we, you know, found a couple things in the dirt, which, you know, isn't uncommon sometimes with, with these uh, events, but um, that might be a little bit of it. And then with the, uh, with the chaotic racing, you know, it's, it's a tighter track. So to make a pass, you kind of have to run it in on a guy, which I think... That second main, I got eight. There was like a four guy, four, four or five guy pile up in the second corner. So, um, you know, I think even in the first main, somebody went down in front of me. Like they were, they were passing me, and they got passed like really aggressively, and they went down. Or they both went down together. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tight. The start seemed to have a lot more chaos too. Like, was that not as open or something from the U.S. tracks to get around that first corner? Um. I think with the U.S. tracks, with having slightly bigger floors, um, you can kind of get a little bit like longer section off the start. Like with this track in Cardiff, we, you know, Cardiff the start straight was really short, but you know we we go down the start straight, make a left, and then there's like one tiny jump, and then another corner, and then supercross triple. So it's like everyone bunches up, and there's no there's no room to open up through a section. Yeah. I... I don't know what was happening with those stars, but like um, I don't know if you saw, but Freddie Noren went down like really early, and so did A-Ray. Um, it was just odd to see that sort of happening straight away and not enough space. But yeah, it's I don't know, it's a weird sort of scenario there for for everybody, but it, it wasn't working out too well. Yeah, like um, I was talking to Kate earlier, and he kind of had the idea that maybe throw like the Supercross triple in that uh, middle spot between the two nineties. Because, you know, it, there's not a whole lot of options you can do for a rhythm section. But, you know, you see it out on a lot of AMA tracks where they, you know, right, supercross triple, right, and then those long lanes you can use for, for full rhythm sections and whoops and stuff, which I think creates more uh, passing lanes. It gets some separation in that point, too. Yeah. But you said also about, like, the floor space. I feel like they didn't use much of it here. Like, there was extra stuff left over that they could have used, and they can pull that lower section of the stadium there um, along the sides back further. I feel like they, they missed an opportunity to put more dirt down or something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not too familiar with, like, this whole, this whole series because um, they still had to do the Australian Supercross yeah. yesterday. So the track design and layout could have had something to do with that. And on top of the fact that maybe they kept it a little simpler for this two-race series to kind of, like, you know, as, like, a learning experience. Get everyone through. Yeah. You know, you don't want everyone going down. You know, like at Cardiff, most guys got through. I think the only guys that got hurt were bike failures. So Yeah, that was odd, too. Yeah, so having these short times between races and having to have guys on the gate for each team, you know, it's tough to have a really gnarly track, you know, because guys do get hurt. It, it's part of the sport, so maybe the, the mellow track is just to keep guys in the series and keep, you know, especially like the big names. Like, Reed going out sucks because 
you know, he brings in a crowd, especially for a round like this. Well, for the Australian round, definitely, yeah. So, what, what about yourself? What's what's next for, for Grant Harlan? Uh, gonna fly back home to Texas and start working on uh, AMA Supercross 23. And ride-wise, do we know yet what you're doing? No, I just own program for, for the year, so um, looking to put that together and finalize a couple more things and, and get, get going. Fair enough. All right, well, good luck. Thanks for coming down to Australia. It's nice to have you uh, make the trek. It's a, a bit of a way, but, yeah, we appreciate you coming down. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're here with uh, Mitchell Oldenburg from uh, MCR. From, we're here for the World Supercross in Melbourne. Um, just want to see how the night went for you. Uh, it was a bit chaotic, uh, <laughs> rough. Uh, I started off with a great heat race. Uh, I got into the lead after the end of lap one or something and won that. And then just the mains, I just didn't get the whole shot. Basically, I got good starts, but not good enough. So got bounced around, pushed off the track first main. Second main was okay. And then the last main got pushed off the track, almost sent the triple off the side of the track. It was, yeah, a little chaotic, but we're safe, we're healthy. Uh, Learned a lot in these two races, and uh, looking forward to, to to making it better for next year. The starts on these two tracks, and especially in the in the SX2 class, being the shorter race, seems super duper important. Yeah, very important. Uh, I knew that coming here. I, I executed my starts in Cardiff, and I think I was just a little bit too far inside tonight. So, um, you know, live and learn. Uh, we'll just keep keep working, and excited for next year. So you are uh, going to come back and do these when the extended series goes and with MCR again? Yep, yep. So I'm signed with them for uh, 250 West Coast and then World Supercross here next year on the 250s. So, yeah. Nice to have things secured. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's a crazy sport and you're kind of going year to year or two years. every. If you're lucky, you get two-year deals. And I found a good family with uh, MCR and I'm really excited to uh, continue working with them. Mike Genova and Tony have been amazing to me and... Uh, just, just blessed to be in, in a part of this group. Yeah, nice. They seem to look after the guys when they're, you know, obviously putting in the work and showing promise. They, they tend to keep you around. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just a kid trying to, trying to live his dream, right? And uh, I work hard, and I get along with Mike and Tony really well, and we work well together. So, yeah, just happy to be here. Blessed to be working with them, and uh, yeah, excited for the future. Awesome. So, what's um. What's next? Are you flying home soon and then uh, straight into boot camp or something like that? How long of a gap have you got? Yeah, so I, I fly home tomorrow. Um, I'll probably take this week off and then kind of just take it easy the next couple weeks. Um, with these these races, we kind of got started early on our Supercross prep. So I'm going to take some time off and not a ton of time off, but uh, kind of just maintenance for the next couple weeks. And then I normally do a boot camp from Thanksgiving to Christmas where it's kind of hammer time. So. Uh, get ready for Anaheim 1, and, man, I really want to do some damage. I had a really good year last year. Uh, the bike's amazing. We're going to do a little bit of testing. we got some stuff to try to make it a little bit better, and, uh, yeah, I'm ready I'm ready to go fight fight in the West Coast. You definitely had speed. Like, Cardiff, I think, if other than that second race, you you had it. It was your night, and you had it, again, here in the heat races, and just the starts were nuts. And the whole... SX2 class just seemed like a crazy night from everyone I've spoken to so far. So you definitely got the chance to do some good good results next year. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I put a lot of focus on starts the last couple of months, and my starts are good. Don't get me wrong. I, I think if I would have been 
couple gates outside or a little bit further outside on the start, I would have been pulling hole shots. So uh, live and learn. Um, yeah, I, I, this I, I'm trying to keep the momentum rolling. You know, we had a good good Supercross season back home, good off season, a good couple races here. Just trying to keep the ball rolling and then uh, stick to the plan and, and we'll get where we want to be. It's just going to take a little bit of time and uh, I'm not afraid to work hard. So, uh, yeah. Do you think that consistency is coming with the fact that you've been healthy for a while now? 100%. That's, uh, it took me a long time to figure that out and <laughs> it's embarrassing, honestly, because, I mean, taking a 15th on the night compared to ending up on the couch for six to eight weeks is, yeah. is a huge difference so Massive. take take what's given to you and if, if it's not there that night just just take it on the chin and go home and get back to work because sitting on the couch you're not getting any better and yeah i just wish i would have been smart enough to figure that out a couple of years ago so do you think that's just age too uh <laughs> age and honestly kids uh, yeah i can vouch for that too uh, yeah my kids have uh they've changed my my life a lot and for the better and uh just the nerves and stuff that come with racing it's it's crazy i haven't i haven't struggled with nerves that bad until i had kids and now it's it's real you know it's uh yeah it's it's just a crazy thing we do it's a different perspective to, to take home and then to come back from that too as well so yeah it's a it's a whole different scenario but no look um interesting series are you glad you did it basically to sign up for the first one yeah 100 percent uh i think they got a good uh a good concept and a good plan for, for going forward. I hope it, it works out, and uh, I really enjoyed myself. So uh, hopefully we just keep building with the series every year and, and see what happens. I mean, it's, it's been good. The, it gives us another opportunity to make a living and, and pay our bills, so I, I can't complain. No, I think that's the, the best part of this is it's, it's giving more jobs to more people, not just riders, but industry as well, mechanics and team support and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's... Uh, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This is uh, it's a cutthroat sport, and I think people uh, on the outside don't understand that. Um, you know, small injuries can put you out of a job and, and out of a career at the yeah. end of the day. So, um, I think it's good. I think I think it's it's growing. Obviously, there's hiccups. It's the first couple of races they've done. Uh, there's some things that need to be ironed out, but I think everyone knew that coming in, and. Uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna be really good here in a couple of years. I think so too. Yeah, awesome. Um, appreciate the time tonight, man. Um, hope to see you back next year. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're here with Justin Brayton from MCR uh, after the Melbourne round here in World Supercross. Um, bit of an interesting night for you. Uh, maybe not how you'd hoped after last night winning with the Aussie round, but um, all the same, probably all good. Um, working the way through the two rounds of the series. Yeah, yeah, the series has been awesome. Um, unfortunately, you know. The, the last race was obviously a bummer, and, and um, but you got to expect that from Vince. He's rides like that, always has, always will. And um, but yeah, just a bummer that had had to end like that. Probably could have won that championship, but uh, yeah, it is what it is, and life goes on. And and um, excited to start the way we did last night with the Aussie Aussie stuff and keep that red plate on my bike. So yeah, all good. And um, uh, yeah, kind of take this week off, hang out in Australia, and then we'll uh, race Adelaide next weekend. Yeah, so you got some time here, obviously, for the next few days before the Adelaide round, so just a bit of sightseeing for you? Yeah, my, I may ride a couple days, hopefully, do, you know, depending on the weather, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there, we'll see how it ends up, and, and um, but yeah, maybe a day or two of riding would be great. Is there much recovery needed, like you've had two nights in a row now, um, you know, is there much you're going to do tomorrow as a recovery, or just literally 
go to the pool or something like that? No, nah, not, not much. Uh, really no need for recovery. It's kind of what we train for, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, so just straight back into it, really. Um, you know, normal training load on Monday, I gather, and yeah, yeah add a bit of sightseeing as well. Yeah, yeah. I love Australia. Obviously, I have a lot of friends here, so um, uh, yeah, excited to be back down here. Not going to stay here near as long as we did in the past, but um, yeah, going to enjoy the week and maybe have a ride or two and fly over to Adelaide probably Thursday or Friday. And so the Aussie rounds coming up for you, like you've done them before. I don't know if you've been to the Adelaide rounds as such before, but is there anything in particular like you, you like about them being, you know, probably a little bit smaller and a bit closer to the to the crowd and all that sort of stuff? Or yeah, Adelaide at Wayville, that it's one of my favorites. I raced there in 2016, and yeah, that was it, it was a really awesome event, an awesome race. So excited to go down there again and, and do some racing, and um, yeah, hopefully keep this streak alive. And are you doing Paris in all this as well, or not this year? No, I don't think doing Paris. Is, it, travel schedule would be extra hectic if I did that. <laughs> You have done that sort of travel yeah. in the past, but... Yeah, I definitely have done that. Um, not opposed to it, but at this point, we're, we're not uh, not planning on doing that. And so what's the plans for next year for you? Like, obviously, the AMA side of things you said you're retiring from, um, but World Supercross, is that in the cards for, with MCR next year? Uh, definitely World Supercross is in the card. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't have a contract with anybody. Um, obviously, I really enjoy this motorcycle. Yeah. Um, but when you're, you know, when you have teammates that take you out and intentionally take you out, and um, yeah, it, it, not a fan of that. Offer guys compensation to take you out. It's like, yeah, the didn't need to find that part out after um, after all the events. I gather it's probably a bit salty for you. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's unbelievable. But um, love Mike Genova, love Tony Alessi, love working with them. Um, but yeah, when you're on a team like when you have a teammate like that, it, you just Frustrating. Yeah, for sure frustrating. <laughs> All right, well, look, man, um, thanks for coming down to Australia again, as always. You've, you've been here regularly, but it's nice to have you here, and um, hopefully the rest of the Aussie rounds go well for you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you.